BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. KFI AM640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We're on from 1 to 4 after 4 o'clock, John Cobalt Show on demand on the iHeart app. So you could listen to what you missed. Uh, Prop 47, we can get this thing uh, greatly revised. There is a petition uh, that you can sign on Thursday, February 22nd at the Honda Center in Anaheim. And uh, we are going to be broadcasting live from 1 to 4, taking the show on the road for the first time in a long time. Uh, you can show up anytime between 1 and 6 and sign the petition. And we'll have petitions for all the nearby counties. L.A., Orange County, San Bernardino, Riverside, Ventura, San Diego. You want to uh, take the Ball Road exit and enter the Honda Center from Ball Road. I'll explain more as time goes on. And we're going to be in parking lot 4. And we'll be talking to you, talking to people involved in this uh, referendum. And uh, talking to Todd Spitzer, who's with us now. Todd Spitzer, district attorney in Orange County, who's uh, going to be part, who is part of this movement. Todd, how are you? I'm great, John. I'm so excited to do this event with you next Thursday. I want to explain right at the top because it, it's really hard for people uh, to get to know the details of these sort of things. And uh, most people, even though you and I have talked about it on the air a couple of times, haven't heard about this yet, don't know what it's about. And I want them to understand why they should show up on Thursday, why it's so important to sign this petition. So if you could go through, I know there's three basic components that address um, shoplifting, theft, uh, drug possession, and then fentanyl dealing. So if you can get into that. Yeah, I'd be happy to. And again, I can't thank you uh, enough for promoting this, joining us in Orange County on the 22nd of February from 1 to 6 p.m. So you'll be on the air from 1 to 4, and we'll be there for a couple extra hours to get people, uh, some people getting off work. So 
thank you. And I know I just heard you say it, but get off that ball road because the Honda Center is under construction, and we need you to come into Lot 4. There's big signs when you come in off Ball Road. If you come from the east side of the stadium on, on Ball, that's tapped, and it turns into Ball Road. Okay, so let's get into the initiative. First of all, we're all sick and tired of seeing people who are homeless and people who are drug users and people who are destitute living on the, on the street, and they're addicted to drugs, And the fact of the matter is, when Prop 47 was passed, it made the possession of drugs being a felony, or if it was your first time being caught and using, you could get diversion. In other words, we used to have an incentive, a carrot and a stick. If you were addicted and used drugs for personal use, you would have to go into treatment. Our drug courts, which are designed and taxpayers invest in drug courts to help people with these addictions so they don't end up on the street. Our drug court populations have plummeted since Prop 47 because now it's just another misdemeanor. No one cares. Nothing happens. There's no consequences. So even if you're in that school, John, that you just think we should legalize drugs and who cares? The fact of the matter is people who are addicted to drugs are living on the streets. They can't get control of their lives, and we need to stop it. If you're sick of homelessness and what's happening to our communities because of people who are on the streets, then that alone should be a reason for you to to, to, to sign this initiative. What it does is it says if you have prior, two prior convictions for drug possession, you have to go into treatment. If you don't choose treatment to better yourself, then it can go into a felony, and then we can talk to the court about serious consequences. So the ball's in your court. Take responsibility. Help your life. Get your life back on track. And if you don't, there's going to be consequences. So that's the drug treatment component. Okay, we're talking to Todd Spitzer, DA of Orange County. We're on Instagram Live, by the way, so you could watch me talk to Todd or hear him on the phone. Uh, The name of the measure is called the Homelessness Drug Addiction Retail Theft Reduction Act. Explain the retail theft provision. Of course. What, I, 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 we're sick of homelessness. We're sick of people stealing us blind. We're, t- we're talking about $20 an hour minimum wage now in California. We have mom and pops trying to just pay their bills, employ people, run their restaurants, run their businesses, and people can come in and steal us blind. And if it's, and if it's under $950, uh, it, there's no consequence. In fact, if they're caught, and they generally are not caught, although I will give great credit to the California Highway Patrol and all the law enforcement that's doing a lot to go after the smash and grabbers, but generally nothing happens. They know it. They grab these purses off the shelf. They grab these high-end items. Store personnel don't stop them, John. They don't want the liability. They don't want to get sued for hurting somebody. Can you believe that? You can get sued in California when somebody steals and you hurt them on the way out the door, and then they not only steal your stuff or try to steal your stuff, but then they can get your money out of your bank account for a lawsuit as well. So right, and you'll probably is, get fired by the company you work for. You probably will, because in most cases, it's a violation of policy to confront somebody for stealing property. Okay, Now, in the big box stores like Target and, and Home Depot, 
maybe the employee's like, well, I may have some shares in this business. I, I'm an hourly employee, but if you own a jewelry store and that's how you pay your rent and it's that business was started and employs your family, of course you want to stop the thieves from stealing your property that you owe money on because generally you pay your bills in arrears. They send you the product and then you pay your bill and you can't pay your bill because somebody stole your property. So what this says is if you have two prior convictions for misdemeanor theft, on the third, we can consider either charging you again as a misdemeanor or a felony, so we can take you seriously and you have to take yourself seriously on the third. And it says if two or more persons come into an establishment like the Smash and Grabs and they steal over $50,000 in property, we can add that as an enhancement to ask for more jail time. $50,000. Okay, so when they go into the Nike stores, yeah. they, that poor guy in Los Angeles who has a shoe store, who got, he said, I'm going to invest in my community where I grew up. What do they do? They back cars it into his gate, smash through his windows, and steal him from him two weeks in a row. And he's still committed to his community. That's the kind of person who has everything to lose, John, that we need to save with this initiative. And then the third, of course, is fentanyl. Yeah, talk about uh, this is to stop the fentanyl trafficking that ends up killing people. And, and there really yeah. isn't an effective penalty right now for selling fentanyl to someone who dies of, from it. So we know that China is, is supporting and funding and sending the fentanyl that they manufacture, all synthetic, nothing natural about it. It's all made in a lab. They send that to Mexico. And then the cartel takes that fentanyl and compresses it into every single kind of street illicit pill, Xanax, uh, quite, you know, all these different things, all these uh, 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 drugs uh, that, you know, people experiment with. And they can't get a prescription, so they buy it on the street. And the drug dealers know and the cartel knows that these illicit drugs that they're selling to be something that it's not, but they're going to make a quick buck, contains fentanyl because it's cheap. Uh, it doesn't take a large quantity to get high. And it, they make it look like an illicit street drug that somebody actually wants to buy who doesn't use fentanyl. So what this, this initiative says is, hey, if you're a drug dealer and we catch you and prosecute you, we're going to tell you in court. The judge is going to read you an admonishment. And it's going to say, uh, you know, Mr. Spitzer, you are being convicted today of selling drugs. Do you understand that? Yes. Do you understand that if you do that in the future and you're selling a substance that contains fentanyl, and the person dies, do you understand that we're putting you on notice that you could kill somebody because you're peddling drugs that more likely than not contain fentanyl because the whole world knows, you may not know, Mr. Drug Dealer, but the whole world knows that these drugs coming in today on the street contain fentanyl, and we have lost over 125,000 Americans to overdose of fentanyl when they didn't even know they were taking fentanyl. Do you understand that? Mr. Spitzer. Yes, I do. And the next time Mr. Spitzer is arrested for dealing drugs and somebody dies, I can enter that admonishment in the court in front of the jury to prove knowledge, like in drunk driving. We do this today with driving under the influence. If you drink and drive, Mr. Spitzer, do you understand next time if you kill, we can charge you with implied malice murder? Yes, I do, Your Honor. Boom. We use that to convict him for murder if he drinks and drives and kills in the future. This really will have a big impact on life in California. 
I mean, it sounds like it would really send us in a new, much better direction. You, you God, feel, you feel very optimistic so, about it? I feel so optimistic about it. And the thing I can't stand is watching what's happening in Oakland. We're in and out leaves. The governor says he's got to send in resources for the Alameda County DA, who I heard you lambast. I'm so grateful to you for doing that. Pamela Price yesterday. And they're sending in real prosecutors to help uh, her office prosecute all these crimes that are going unprosecuted. And guess what? Nothing's going to change because she doesn't philosophically share the sentiment that people should be held accountable for their crimes, just like in Los Angeles. But let me tell you, when these laws get on the books, when this initiative passes, and it should pass by overwhelming margins, we will have the kinds of laws not only that we can actually make change in society, John, but we're going to hold DAs accountable in the entire state. We're going to get rid of the Pamela Prices. We're going to get rid of the George Gascones. We got rid of Chesa Bodine. And we have, I think we finally are turning a major corner where people in this state know that the DAs have a major impact on our quality of life. Pam Price said DAs have nothing to do with our quality of life. That's outrageous. Just look at L.A. Just look at Oakland. Todd, it's always good to talk to you. Talk with you. You're like a shot of adrenaline. Uh, we will see you Thursday, the 22nd, at the Honda Center. And uh, get the signatures. You charge me up. You're the one that helps keep me motivated like so many other good citizens. And I'm glad that I have that reciprocal effect on you. We got to turn out people in droves next Thursday. All right, we will. Todd Spitzer there, Orange County DA. And it's about uh, doing a major revision of Prop 47. We're taking signatures Thursday, February 22nd at the Honda Center in Anaheim. Thank you, Todd. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. This is what's so infuriating about living in the state because... If you heard, we just had Todd Spitzer on, and you missed it, you know, go to the iHeart app after after 4 o'clock, and you can hear him talking about it because we want to get you seriously. If, if I can find a way to get every single listener to sign this petition at, at, at some point in the next few weeks, and we vote on this thing in November, and then boom, we, we roll back time 10 years, and suddenly... Thieves are getting prosecuted and being sent to prison and uh, people using drugs in public are being prosecuted and given the choice of jail or treatment. Fentanyl dealers will be prosecuted if they kill people. And suddenly we're living the way life was 2014 before George Gascone because he co-wrote this bill. It's not the only thing that caused the degradation of daily life, but it is a huge component. And this is what led to all the bodies laying in the streets, the drug addicts, the mental patients, the homelessness. And so much of it is from Prop 47 and George Gascon. And that's why you also have to vote against George Gascon. And we'll be talking seriously next week about who to vote for. All right. We've had uh, most of the candidates on. And it's time to hone in on uh, who's who's uh, not only would do a terrific job, but also will be able to beat Gascon in November because it's top two slots. Now, ideally, we get two of the good guys to finish one and two in March. 
and then life will be a little more relaxed leading to November. Because, you know, Gascon and the dirtbags who finance him are going to play really, really dirty. But the frustrating thing is, while there's so much crime, there's so much retail theft, smash and grabs. I mentioned this the other day, and this story made the New York Times with more detail. They are seriously going to ban plastic bags a second time. The thin bags were banned, and most of the stores for a dime give you a thicker bag. These aren't the big reusable bags, right? These well, they give you, uh, they also give you um, not the plastic bags, but the paper bags as well. Paper bags as well, which I told you completely fall apart on me. I know you need to get them double bagged. <laughs> and then you'll pay 20 cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you have to pay for all this. Go to self checkout. Uh, you would still oh, have I, to pay. Then, I, you're, then if you I don't, say zero bags, and then well, I just okay. ask the guy standing there for some bags. But that's stealing. Yeah, I wow. st actually I stole two bags the other day. <gasps> yeah, I did. I I'm so sick of it. The bags should come for free. Okay, it's really not a big deal to bring your own reusable bag. I know, John, you don't think it's manly enough. It's not, but Eric. It's not manly, is it? To take a reusable bag. Get a I don't. I don't kind own a single bag. reusable bag. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any guys who bring. I them. see plenty when I go into uh, the stores. Well, depends what neighborhood <laughs> you're in. Um. Anyway, uh, the, the the it says here the the plastic bag ban uh, is a failed experiment, an environmental rule that backfired and made the matter worse. They never put anything in the law about thicker bags. It didn't seem like it was going to be the thing that it ultimately ultimately became. There was an explosion in thicker plastic bags. Well, of course, because people need disposable bags to do their business. It is inconvenient and annoying, not to mention unmanly, to carry around those, those, uh, those bigger reusable bags. These are just, uh, I mean, actually, I liked it. I like these better than the very thin bags. And, uh, you know, I, I, I use them a little bit around the house. They don't go in the garbage right away. But you know what doesn't it's, make sense? When you go and say you grab some apples, I know that that's, you know, unheard of for you. Wait, you want me to but, grab apples and walk around with a usable bag? What I'm saying is those uh, those plastic bags that you put fruit in, right, mm -hmm. before you put them in your bag, they don't charge for those, but they charge for the bags. Yeah, right. right. Yes, so you're right. So that, that doesn't even... Well, because if you buy vegetables, that's... Uh, that's healthy. Mm, That's okay. that meets with the approval of these. Okay, uh, got it. See, you're doing a. Uh, That's why. A, a wonderful thing. Um, he he. Uh, the thing is, they they thought this would work if it was enforced. The idea of, but the the, pla the plastic bags uh, were never recycled. No bag manufacturer or retailer could show any evidence of these thicker plastic bags ever getting recycled. Nobody even tried because there's no money in this. That recycling thing, all the stuff that you dutifully put in recycling bins or recycling uh, public garbage containers, none of that gets recycled. It all goes to the landfill. There's no money in it. We were shipping it to China for a short time. China was taking our recyclables, but they can't make money either. So everybody's got to give up on this. We just have to live with the plastic bags going to the landfill. There's... There's infinite amount of room for landfill for an infinite amount of time. There's nothing wrong with a landfill. 
That's what that's that's a very tiny price to pay for modern life. Only religious fanatics get angry about landfills and, and try to impose plastic banks. It's this entire progressive movement. And, and you know, it, it's the same people who brought you Prop 47 and took away all the drug laws and the uh, and, and the theft laws. It's all the same people. And it's become like a death cult. And they're incredibly annoying. There is not one moment of the day where they're not invading your life, where they don't have another rule, another regulation, another ban. So just, I'm going to tell you about the copper wire theft in L.A. There's another story on that, which is 10 times worse than it was a few years ago. 10 times worse. More coming up. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. Ron, from 1 to 4, and then after 4 o'clock, John Cobalt Show on demand, the podcast. Uh, we're going to talk to Bill Malugin in just a few seconds because the Los Angeles Times uh, ran an, uh, uh, a column today, an opinion piece in their editorial section, uh, uh, saying, No, fentanyl is not being smuggled over the border by migrants. Flat-out statement, no fentanyl is not being smuggled 
over the border by migrants claiming that uh, most of the fentanyl uh, is being smuggled by U.S. citizens, and they call it dangerous speech. Dangerous speech, which creates risks of violence against a particular group. And we have Bill Malugin, who has spent years now at the border. Most of the time, I see and hear him at the border uh, in Texas, uh, in the El Paso area. Uh, among other points, and he has seen a number of uh, illegal immigrants caught backpacking fentanyl across the border, and he's coming on to to explain. Bill, uh, I just got to tell you up front, uh, you do some of the best work of any reporter anywhere in the world that I've seen in the last few years on the border, and you did oh. great work when you were here in L.A. too locally. So I just want to tell oh. you, I see you and hear you almost every day, and it, it's just unbelievable what you've been doing. Oh, thank you, Jim. Thank you, John. I really appreciate that. What have you been seeing? Uh, where did this uh, opinion piece go wrong in the L.A. Times? Yeah, so the, the headline for this L.A. Times column says, quote, many Americans believe migrants bring fentanyl across the border. That is wrong and dangerous. As soon as I saw that, I just shook my head. I was like, you have got to be kidding me, because if the people who wrote this did literally 10 seconds of research, they would find out that that headline is completely false. It's obvious that whoever wrote it wasn't interested in the truth. They were interested in their truth. There have been handfuls of illegal immigrants busted backpacking large amounts of fentanyl across the southern border, whether it's in Yuma, Arizona, Nogales, Arizona, Eagle Pass, Texas, Big Bend sector in West Texas. There are photos of all these busts reported by Border Patrol. You could have found it in a Google search within 10 seconds. They didn't want to do that. They ran with the headline that says, no illegal immigrants are bringing fentanyl across the border. That is just flat out false. Now, there's some nuance to this. It is true that most of the fentanyl coming into the United States being smuggled, it's happening at ports of entry. In other words, where cars are coming into the country, and often it's U.S. citizens behind the wheel of those cars. Why are they using cars? Because you can smuggle a lot more fentanyl in hidden compartments in vehicles. You can smuggle it by the pound rather than by the packet in a backpack. So yes, a large majority of the fentanyl being smuggled into the United States does happen at ports of entry. However, the LA Times headline that no illegal immigrants are bringing it across the border between the ports of entry is just blatantly false. They can look up the stories, the bus to see that, or they can just look at Border Patrol's data. For instance, in fiscal year 2023, Border Patrol seized over 2,800 pounds of fentanyl between the ports of entry. Now, when you hear that term between the ports of entry, some people say, huh, what does that mean? Between ports of entry means all those desert patches between land bridges, between ports of entry, essentially out in the brush, out in the remote areas. That's where Border Patrol seized more than 2,800 pounds of fentanyl last year. And keep in mind, just a, a few grains of salt worth of fentanyl is a lethal dose able to kill an adult man. And you're talking over a ton of it seized between ports of entry um, last year. Now, are most of these migrants that we're seeing on TV giving up by giving themselves up to Border Patrol in groups of hundreds? Uh, are they the ones smuggling fentanyl? No, those are people who are looking to take advantage of catch and release and get into the U.S. with a court date, you know, eight years away and hope they get a job in the meantime. So who is smuggling the fentanyl across the border in between the ports of entry? While Border Patrol is busy dealing with those groups of hundreds, out in the remote areas where there are no agents patrolling because they're busy processing those big groups, 
That's where you have the illegal immigrants backpacking it across. And, John, it is so concerning because with the border crisis, the way it's been these last few years, we have had few, if any, agents patrolling some of those remote areas. There are times when we get those months where it's really busy, where we have hundreds of miles of our border without a single agent patrolling it because they're all called in to deal with those huge groups that we see, whether it's in Lukeville, Arizona, or Eagle Pass. So there are photos of these busts of illegal immigrants backpacking this deadly product across the border. All they had to do was Google it for 10 seconds or look at a border patrol press release or just go on the CBP website. They decided not to do that. They had a narrative they wanted to run with and they went with it. So I felt the need to say something because as you mentioned, yes, I've spent the last three years of my life down there on the Southern border. Um, and it is completely false to claim that no illegal immigrants are bringing fentanyl across the border. You can just ask uh, the over 100,000 people who die each year from fentanyl disease about that. It, it, it is staggering how many people have died. I, I mean, it really is 100,000 people a year now. And I, I, it's, and I, I run into people who just don't want to believe that a lot of it's coming over the border. They're so politically aligned that they don't want to admit that this policy right now, this the way we're running things is a disaster. It couldn't possibly be worse. And, and, and John, the thing is, we truly have no idea how much fentanyl is getting into the country. You know why? Because since President Biden took office, there have been over 1.8 million known gotaways at our southern border. Those are people that were seen on cameras or sensors or they left tracks in the sand, but we don't have Border Patrol agents right. to get to them. So they sneak into the country. They're evading. Now, you have to ask yourself, what kind of people evade right now? It's so easy to be apprehended and released into the country. That's why we see these huge groups giving themselves up. They know they're going to be released. So who are the people who have a motive to evade right now, right? likely the crowd with criminal records or their trafficking product or their trafficking high value human smuggling products. So with 1.8 million known gotaways over the last few years, people are going to what the LA times is going to say, Nope, none of those people were smuggling <laughs> drugs. So oh, they, they, they didn't even acknowledge gotaways in their article. Yeah. Bill, I know you got to go uh, right now. So thank you for coming on. I don't want to make you late. Yeah, no problem, John. Thanks for having All me. Right. I appreciate it as always. Bill Malusian, Fox news. Terrific reporter. Uh, and uh, we will talk about more of this in the near future. Uh, when we come back, the copper wire theft is 10 times worse than it was a few years ago. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. Just to follow up on Bill Malusian, because the guy really has lived at the border for the last uh, three years. Um the, the LA Times is a column by Susan Benish and Catherine Berger. Their executive, she's the executive director, Susan Benish, of the Dangerous Speech Project. And Catherine Berger is the director of research. So you know what we're dealing with here. Uh, two self-righteous progressives who are willing to lie and distort the truth because they have uh, a weird, they're involved in a weird cult. And it's about crushing other people's freedom of speech. And their claim is it is dangerous to say that illegal aliens are bringing fentanyl over the border. Uh, it's, it's, they say it's, it's a lie. I mean, they, they use the word lie as in no illegal aliens are bringing over even a trace of fentanyl over the border. And you heard Bill go through all the statistics. No, they are bringing in a lot. 
In fact, there's no way to know because there's 1.8 million gotaways. And that's a very important statistic because you'll hear a statistic about those who the, uh, the, that the Border Patrol process, asylum seekers. This is the 1.8 million who aren't seeking asylum. They're not being processed. There was no direct encounter between them and Border Patrol agents. They were seen in some way running across the border, skulking through the, uh, the uh, unpopulated areas. Um, and, and the thing is, she, they write, uh, this is a classic example of what we call dangerous speech, language that inspires fear and violence, fear and violence by describing another group of people as an existential threat. They want to shut down speech. They want to shut down opinions that they wish would go away. They don't want to hear truths. It's not just opinions. It's truths. No, there are plenty of illegal aliens smuggling lots of fentanyl over the border. Obviously, it's not all the fentanyl. Much of it's come coming over uh, with legal immigrants, with U.S. citizens, but a lot of it is not. And the Times prints this knowingly. They print a knowing lie. And I, I, I think, what, what are we to do? There's only one daily newspaper in town that covers the whole metropolitan area. Only one. And it, it's no longer a newspaper that cares whether what they're publishing is truth or not. Occasionally, truth is published, but sometimes not. And it happens often enough that you, you can't trust it. And you don't know what's being omitted. You don't know what's being distorted. And that leaves a huge vacuum. Really, it's difficult. It's difficult doing the show. It takes hours and hours uh, going through stuff in the morning because you got to find alternate sources. You got to try to corroborate other sources of news. You got to pick through everything sentence by sentence, word by word, to look for what the bias is, what the omission is, what the agenda is. Because sometimes at first glance, it looks benign, but it's not. And, um, you know, the t most of the television stations, with a few anchors and reporters as exceptions, but most of the philosophy of the TV stations, you know what they run. I mean, they're more in a they're more in the car chase, bloody murder mentality, which I understand because visual stuff draws in an audience, and people really don't have the patience or interest in a lot of the nuanced stories, a lot of the a lot of the tales. Which is why, when you when you end up with this large population not interested in the world anymore, then here's the consequence. You just look around. You could this is the consequence of the last ten years. Largely the smartphone era, when smartphones and social media hit critical mass, this is what you got. People no longer, TV news ratings are in the toilet now. So people don't know stuff. And you don't know where to get the, the truth anymore. And one th other story I wanted to touch on, there's now a reward program from the uh, L.A. City Council. They voted 13 to 2 because... So much copper wire is being stolen. There are thousands and thousands of streetlights out. And what used to be five to 600 cases a year in the city of Los Angeles is now 6,800 cases last year. It, it, it's up more than tenfold, more than 10 times the number of copper thefts. So they set up a reward program. Kevin DeLeon wrote it with Tracy Park and John Lee. 
And uh, because the, the whole city of Los Angeles is going dark. Uh, they have stolen so much copper wire from the 6th Street Bridge. The thieves made $11,000 selling that copper. But the cost to us to replace it and bring the lights back on just on the bridge is going to be $2.5 million. All right. More coming up uh, with Conway. Now. I heard it's more than $2 million. I heard it's closer to uh, $18 million. Yeah, I think the total amount. Yeah. It's, it was $2 million just for the bridge. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But there's yeah. Uh, 18 to $20 million worth of copper wire. They should just roll copper wire out on the bridge and people can take that <laughs> and they don't have to steal the copper wire that's already installed. Just give it out for free. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Let them uh, let them eat uh, copper wire. <laughs> uh, all right. We've got uh, Alex Stone coming on today. Uh, to talk about the uh, the police have determined that there was a dispute between several people at that parade at Kansas City, and then we had a uh, high speed chase last night that came right back right by my house. Looked up, uh, look up, uh, you know, outside, and I said to my wife, my daughter, "Yeah, look, there's going to be a high speed chase." I got my daughter to look out at it. That's wild. <laughs> that, what could be better for you? That's a big deal. <laughs> it's That's like having deal. the Super Bowl break out. That's your right, exactly. Wall, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, that's the only time you need to really watch things live are sports and high-speed chases. Yeah. You know, everything else you can tape. You can't watch a chase the next day. It doesn't have the importance. No. You know, you got to be live. You got to watch it live right. and watch the it come by your house. Is not knowing what's going to happen. The best one is the guy, I think he lived in, I don't know, he lived in Los Angeles somewhere. Uh, maybe Los Feliz. And he was watching a high-speed chase, watching and watching, watching it. And the car comes right into his living room as he's watching it. <laughs> Spins out of control right through his living room. Bang! Watching it on TV. Now it's in his living room. That's great. Uh, and then we have uh, Chris Adler coming on talking about the nine L.A. fire department firefighters injured too critically in Wilmington explosion. We'll talk about that. And then Dr. Ray Kasheri, the, world, uh, the world's best pulmonologist at 6.05. Then Dean Sharp. Man, it's a heavy show. Yeah. Heavy, heavy show. It is packed. And then I, I, I came in to get uh, to come into the building, and my card key didn't work. And in radio, when your card key doesn't work, you think that's it, <laughs> that's a wrap, right? It's over. And uh, and then the the um, the guard upstairs, obviously, you know, he doesn't recognize us. Yeah. We're on the fourth floor. He doesn't know who we are. Yeah. So he is like questioning me and everything. If I had the balls that my dad had, my dad was doing the Carol Burnett show at one point. He didn't have his pass to get in. They didn't recognize him, and he went home. <laughs> His picture was behind the guard. <laughs> the big, uh, you know, big uh, the, uh, picture of the cast. <laughs> oh, it wasn't a mug shot. No, but his, but his picture in the CBS, yeah. uh, uh, you know, hallway, his picture was right behind the guard I guess. with Carol Burnett, Harvey Corman, Vicki Lawrence, Walile Wagner. And his picture was right on the wall. And the guard goes, now nah, you don't have your pass. You can't get in. <laughs> That's great. All right. All right. Dig dong with you, Johnny. Conway. Come on. Crozier with the news live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. 